in today's episode of Sports Talk from McCreary. We had another epic finish there in the desert. Bills Cardinals coming out into the last play of the game. Also, we're getting to Justin Herbert versus Tua there in Miami. And the NFC West and AFC East. The rivals is heating up, guys. We'll go all that and more. Coming up on Sports Talk from the Crib. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from McCrib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Man, we have another exciting weekend of some NFL football, especially there in the desert. We're going into that in a little bit. First, we're going to go over the scores and recaps of Sunday's games. The Browns beat the Texans by a final of 10-7, led by Nick Chubb's return of 126 yards on the ground and Kareem Hunt at 104 of himself as the Browns' run game dominated the Houston Texans. Giants defeat the Eagles 27-17 in the worst division in history, especially this year. Somehow, the Eagles are still up top, even though everybody has three wins or two wins. Because here's the other one. Lions win on a game-winning field goal by Matt Prater by 59 yards out. And they win by a final 30-27 over Washington. Green Bay struggled against Jacksonville, but able to pull out their late Led by Aaron Rodgers, 325 yards, two touchdowns. They beat the Jags 24-20. Bucks able to bounce back off that horrific performance there against the Saints last week. They beat the Panthers 46-23. Tom Brady, 341 yards, three touchdowns. The Dolphins beat the Chargers. They're now on a five-game winning streak. They beat them by a final of 29-21 to 169 yards passing, two touchdowns. Raiders defeat the Broncos by a final of 37-12. They improve now the 6-3. Bills lose in a heartbreaker to the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins D-Hop with a magnificent 43-yard Hail Mary pass in the end zone for the win. Cardinals win 32-30. The Steelers stay undefeated now at 9-0. They defeat the Bengals 36-10, led by Big Ben's four touchdowns. And wow, the first time they've been 9-0 in franchise history. The Saints able to beat the 49ers 27-13. Drew Brees did not play in the second half. He had an injury to the ribs. He said he could not go. We'll see how that affects them going forward. The Rams beat the Seahawks 23-16 as that NFC West is now a heated battle now. Everybody's 6-3. And last night's game, the New England Patriots defeat the Baltimore Ravens by a final 23-17. So let's jump in now and talk about those Arizona Cardinals. They lost last week in the desert in a very close game to Miami Dolphins. Now the Buffalo Bills and our AFC East team comes to town. And it ended in epic fashion. You couldn't draw it up better. As you know, the most miraculous play. You've seen it from like Aaron Rodgers. He's done it a couple times. The Hail Mary. This one's being dubbed the Hail Murray. Because Kyler Murray was able to escape the pocket there and deliver, like, somehow, you know, the football gods made this football stick to DeAndre Hopkins. Triple covered in the end zone, was able to come down with a game-winning catch. It was incredible. DeAndre Hopkins' words, 
it is <laughs> no one can do better you know it is i i <laughs> i thought that was great when you had that post game you know uh interview there is deandre hopkins has said he's the best wide receiver in the nfl Devontae adams a couple weeks ago came out and said he's now number one julio jones claims to be number one but deandre hopkins just proved again why he is the top wide receiver in the league because I do not think that any other wide receiver could have came down with that ball but DeAndre Hopkins. And you got to give a lot of credit to Kyler Murray too. How he escaped the rush was able to run full speed left and able to twist his body right to heave that ball downfield. You know, like that. It's just incredible in itself. And DeAndre Hopkins... <laughs> It was just incredible. It was an incredible game. I can't imagine if there actually was a packed house there in Arizona. It probably would have been a damn earthquake. That's how great that was. It was incredible. A sight to see. You know, congrats to the Arizona Cardinals as they improved down to 6-3. and three. They are now going to have a three-way tie. They hold the percentage points, so they actually do have the lead. But now the Cardinals, Seahawks, and Rams... Are now all knotted at six and three. The NFC West just got really real. It's been going to be competitive. It's going to come down to the last couple weeks of the season. As for Buffalo, they dropped down to seven and three. They still hold that game lead, or technically a half game lead over Miami as the top seat, or you know, in the AFC East division. But let's get into some of these stats. Let's break it down a little bit here. Josh Allen finished the day with 32 of 49, 284 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. He also has seven carries for 38 yards. Cole Beasley was the big guy in targets there. He had 11 receptions, 109 yards, a touchdown. Stephon Diggs, 10 receptions, 93 yards, a touchdown. Including one there late in the game with 36 seconds left to go. They thought the game was over. Josh Allen dropped a dime to Stephon Diggs there in the end zone. We all thought Buffalo was going to come out on top. It was a huge drive by them, a huge play by both Allen and Diggs. They come up with that touchdown to celebrate on the sidelines, thinking they had the game won. But they didn't, because Kyler Murray finished the game with 22 of 32, 245 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. He also had 11 carries, 61 yards, two touchdowns. That zone read that they run with him, it just seems like he's just so quick and nimble. It just seems like nobody can stop it. Kenyon Drake had a 100-yard game on 16 carries. DeAndre Hopkins, the man of the hour. You know, seven catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. And I just can't get over that play. The last time we saw it was, like, with, you know, Aaron Rodgers against Detroit, like, about four years ago. Aaron Rodgers actually did it to Arizona in his career before as well. So now Arizona came out with that big victory again. Can this team really... Win the NFC West is the question now. Can they win the NFC West? And that's just so hard to predict. Like, this can go either way. Seattle's struggling because her defense can't stop anybody. You know, Arizona's defense is hit and miss. They're without Chandler Jones, so that's, that's you know, causing some problems there on their defensive side of the ball. And it just seems like they had to come out with this miraculous win against Buffalo to get the victory. Seattle has to come out with, like, miraculous wins you know, performances by Russell Wilson to get a victory. But the Rams are a quiet team in this NFC West. The Rams are pretty quiet. Like, 
they're winning. They're six and three, but they're kind of doing quite that defense with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey is, you know, something to be watched with. It's all depends on if the Rams can run the ball there with Jared Goff. You know, and this have Jared Goff manage the game and not pass the ball a lot. So not to get too far in, we're gonna talk about a little bit more here in a second. That the this game here. Problem with the Buffalo Bills and why they lost as I really look at it. Man, Josh Allen does not need to pass the ball 49 times. You're up in the, in the game the, the whole way. You're even up by a little bit there. And, and then, he, you know, it was back and forth. Why is Josh Allen throwing the ball 49 times? There's no reason for it. Why is he leading your team in rushing yards for the game? Seven carries, 38 yards. Singletary. 15, Zach Moss, 20. So they had 35 yards between them two, and Josh Allen outgained them. I think that's the biggest problem. Buffalo's getting too caught up in, you know, the Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. I think they're really forcing that, you know, those duo there for quarterback wide receiver. They just want to keep forcing that. And they have to run the ball to be able to win. To be, They're in a top spot in the division. Miami's coming for them. Miami's coming for them. They're in the rear view, about ready to pass them. The Bills have to get a running game going. They can't have Josh Allen throw the ball 49 times. He's played very well this year. He's had his uh, ups and downs a little bit, but he played pretty decent this game. He did have two interceptions, but him throwing 49 times to me is not going to be winning football for him. And that was one of the main takeaways I take away from the game into why they lost. And But, hey... If it takes a Hail Murray from Kyler Murray, you know, if it takes that miraculous play by DeAndre Hopkins somehow jumping over three guys and coming down with it in the end zone, I think guess you got to take it. But the NFC West is going to really heat up. Three-way tie. Arizona's next game is Thursday night versus, you know, Seattle. And that's going to be a big game for both teams as Arizona beat them in overtime earlier. This year, just a few weeks ago, can if they beat him again, they could pretty much say they got the division getting a little bit closer to being wrapped up. That'd be huge for Kyler Murray, and I guarantee you, he is thinking he's going to send a thank you letter to my pal, my buddy, my one and only, the best NFL head coach to ever live, Bill O'Brien. Send him a big thank you note. That's the only thing I got to take away. Send that man a big thank you note. Send it to DeAndre Hopkins away from Deshaun Watson, who's struggling there down there in Houston with only two wins on the year, to the NFC West to pair with Kyler Murray. Now he has that security blanket because Larry Fitz is up there in age. They go with Christian Kirk. And to have the best wide receiver in the NFL traded to you and a fourth-round pick, mind you, for a second round pick and a washed up running back in David Johnson. Oh my goodness. That's why you got fired, Bill. That's why you got fired. And I hope you never get another NFL job again. Because you traded the best wide receiver. The best, you know, wide receiver in NFL history. Catching balls in traffic. When it comes to conge- contested footballs. DeAndre Hopkins comes down with it over 60% of the time. That is unheard of. You don't get rid of a man like that. It's once in a lifetime chance to ever have a player, an athlete like that on your team. 
And whoo-wee, Kyler Murray's thanking you. The whole Arizona organization is thanking you, and especially DeAndre Hopkins saying thank you. I'm glad I'm having fun out here in the desert with Kyler Murray. We out here balling. I'm proving you that I am the number one wide receiver in the NFL. So let's hop into that other big battle there in Miami. Justin Herbert, rookie for, I almost said San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. And of course, two of their from Miami Dolphins, back-to-back number five and number six overall picks in this year's draft. They matched up. One versus one, who came out on top? The Chargers just can't seem to win close games. They lost every game this year by one score, and they did it again. As they lost to the Dolphins, 29-21. Justin Herbert on the day, he was 20 of 32, 187 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Tua Tagovailoa, 15 of 25, 169 yards and two touchdowns. So it wasn't very big in the stat department from both these guys. But the thing you love about watching this game both of them do play well, man. Like, these guys are going to have a really bright future in this league. And everybody's loving Tua. I mean, this is the first time since 2001 that the Dolphins are getting this hot. They won five in a row. And they are telling everybody, putting the league on notice, that they're going to be, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with and a very scary team to face, especially you got to go down there in Miami. You know, another great takeaway from this game, Salvin Ahmad was the running back that started for the Dolphins today, he had, or yesterday. 21 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. He's an undrafted rookie out of Washington. He was on the Niners practice squad earlier in, in the, you know, before the uh, season started. And Dolphins claimed it off waivers, got put him, and then they put him on the practice squad, released him, and, him, and he was buried on both teams' depth charts. And all of a sudden, he started this game 21 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Miami was the worst team in the NFL last year when it came to run the football. And they get somebody who would have thought this guy would come in and run the ball very well. You know, the Chargers were without Bosa there on that defensive line. So that's a huge, you know, miss on that defensive line. It's one of the reasons why they're struggling there. But man, they have him come in because they have injuries to Miles Gaston, they have injuries to Matt Breda. Jordan Howard's not working now. So the three guys they brought, the other three guys they brought in, really haven't contributed very well so far. Been injured, in and out. Miles Gaskins had his moments. Matt Brady really hasn't seen the field that much this year for him. But, hey, I like the way that kid played. The kid played very well these last couple games. He's got his first action last game. And in this game, he leads the way 85 yards. Miami needs a good running game to compliment Tua because Devontae Parker's playing well on the outside. Preston Williams was lost, you know, with that injury there last game. We'll see when he's be able to come back. But so that was a key component in the passing game that they were without. They activated Antonio Callaway, who's had his problems. He had a little bit, um, little start to his career there in Cleveland. You know, there with Baker Mayfield, he played very well there, a little bit, anyways. So we'll see if he can come out in the field in because his suspension was lifted and he's and he's eligible to play now. So we'll see Antonio Callaway can. Kind of step in that Preston Williams there form there for uh, the Miami Dolphins, but anyways, they are now six and three, and the Chargers, of course, man, two and seven guys. <laughs> the poor Chargers. That's sad to see that they, and the way that Justin Herbert's playing, I feel for him, man. He's played so well in this rookie campaign, and it's very surprising. And this, 
there with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They have the two receivers to go with them. It just seems like they just can't win the close game. I don't know if it was because of the switch there to Los Angeles. You know, it just seems like it's been happening in the last couple of years since they've made that switch to playing in Los Angeles. And now at San Diego, it just seems like there's an aura on this team that just won't allow them to win the game. That's close. But I like the kid there, man. He's played very well. And Tua going for He's now 3-0. And they have at Denver next. So face Drew, Drew Locke and the Broncos. And they'll face at the Jets. And then the Bengals back at home in a battle of Joe Burrow versus Tua here coming up. And these next three games, it Miami could possibly run them. They could possibly go on an eight-game win streak because those are all winnable games. Those are all teams that are on the bottom standings in the league. The Broncos are struggling. Jets, the Jets don't even have a win yet. And I know a lot of people in Miami just want to go up there and just take it to Adam Gase, their former head coach, and see, hey, look, Brian Flores, this is our coach, and this is how we need we needed this type of leader in our locker room. Look at the Jets. Now with Adam Gase. No type of leadership in that locker room. They're winless. And you know everybody in Miami was want to go up in New York and face in that game and just pound them, take home that W. Then that sets up the big game against Joe Burrow. The Bengals are struggling. But Joe Burrow's played, you know, pretty damn good overall himself. He struggled this past Sunday versus Steelers in that defense, but he's played pretty good too. So that'll be an exciting thing to watch. I can't wait. Especially as a Miami fan, it's the first time we've been relevant in 20 years and everybody's excited. So it's a good thing to see the team winning and see a head coach that knows exactly what the hell he's doing. I mean, that just says it all right there. So let's get into that AFC East battle. Now, New England won again, so they're now 4-5. and five. The Bills are going into a bye, and Miami is going to be heading to Denver. So if they win against Denver, it'll be a tied at the top. The AFC East at 7-3. and three. Now flipping over to the NFC West, Arizona Cardinals. They're sitting there at 6-3 and three with... Seattle with the Rams. They got a big Thursday night game going against the Seattle Seahawks. You know, the Dolphins beat the Cardinals. The Dolphins lost to the Bills. Now the Bills lost to the Cardinals. So, you know, it's this it's so weird how the NFC West and AFC East, the way they match each other up this year, you know, between their own division and against each other, this whole thing could very well decide. Who comes out at top of East, you know, respectable divisions? But in the AFC East, in the NFC West, who is going? Who's more likely to make a playoff push? Who's more likely this to win a division? Is there? Are they a sleeper teams? Miami Dolphins is really a sleeper team. A lot of people said predicted the Buffalo Bills to kind of take that next step with Josh Allen and take it over. The division with New England. Some people still had New England win the AFC East. And they still, I mean, they're not giving up. They're four and five. They're not giving up. They're not out of the waters yet. But with AFC East and then the NFC West, a lot of people said Seattle, but that defense is atrocious. The Rams, they have one of the best defenses in the league. And which team is more likely to come out? 
I'm picking. We're not talking about Seattle. Seattle was not a sleeper team. The Rams weren't really a sleeper team. Um, the Bills weren't really a sleeper team per se. But the Dolphins were especially. They're overachieving. They're coming along a lot quicker than a lot of people predicted them to do. And same with the Arizona Cardinals. But when they got D Hop, that kind of elevated them a little bit. But which team with the matchups that happen is Arizona or Miami? more likely to get in the playoffs and make a push. I'm not talking about they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. They could very well be. Who knows? We never know what could happen. But which team is more likely to get in the playoffs and make a push? And my answer is, I'm not being a homer here, but I would pick Miami slightly. And the reason why I'm going to pick Miami slightly is because of their defense. I trust their defense a lot more than Arizona's. Because I feel like for Arizona to really come out, Kyler Murray has to be an absolute like hero. In Miami, I don't think Tua has to be a hero like every game. He's good at managing. They're asking him to manage the football game, play great defense, play great special teams, run the ball effectively, make the play when it counts. Make those third down conversions. And that's why you see his numbers really aren't crazy, astronomical. He's managing the game. He's doing it well. And he's not turning the ball over. In Arizona, I feel like Kyler Murray is just have to be so heroic. And for some reason, I still think Seattle will kind of come back to life a little bit and still win that division. I picked Miami to win the AFC East. I'm picking Seattle, you know, NFC West, but I just feel like if it had to come down between Arizona and Miami, what team I think would get in? I think they both can get in the playoffs, but I think Miami would be a scarier team there for the AFC East. This because their defense is going to keep them in, and they're going to be more of a well-rounded team than the Arizona Cardinals. But that's my take on the AFC West and Arizona and the AFC East and Miami growing, man. It is exciting. And the NFL is just going to keep getting better. And that's going to do it for today's episode, you guys. I want to thank you for joining me on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, it's available on all streaming platforms. You can there on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the official website, especially there. Check it out, feelyheatent.com. It's feelyheatentertainment.com. As well as check out the official social media web pages there on Instagram and Facebook at Feely Heat Entertainment. That's Feely Heat ENT. Thanks for joining me again here. Hope you all have a blessed day. Peace out.